Welcome back to Simply Marie Podcast. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Alexis. I just have to enunciate because otherwise it just flows together and it's like, Simply Marie, and I'm like, <laughs> nobody even knows who we are. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. That's funny. Well, spooky season is almost over, guys. It's come to an end at the end of this podcast. <laughs> it's over. Just yeah, kidding. Buddy. This weekend is the last week in the spooky season and then it'll... What? So yeah, Saturday is the 31st. Yeah, sorry, my thing just started. Oh, sorry. So Sunday um, is and then officially it'll... holidays. Yeah, put then your, it'll be... Put your trees up. <laughs> oh, God, no. I've always it'll... put my tree up on November 1st. You are crazy <laughs> and I am so judging. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the hate. I feel it. Black Friday is the perfect day. I guess, yeah. But that's so up. far. Then you only have your tree up for a year. Or for a year. For a month. No. Yeah, yeah for like four weeks. I mean, some people keep their tree up till after New Year, but we never yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Oh. We keep ours. We put ours up on Black Friday. Take it off New Year's. Take okay, it down New Year's Day. Should I? Should I elaborate? We don't put the family tree up. I put my personal tree up in my room on November first. Okay. So yeah. once you hit my room, it's holiday spirit. <laughs> I might wait a little bit. This. Like, wait, like, an extra week, though, this Well, we year. don't do that. We have Thanksgiving decorations. I guess that's true. So we, we don't. put those up. Okay, that makes sense. Like, What's the have... difference between Thanksgiving... Okay, never mind. There's, There's a big a difference. difference. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of a dumb question. One's religious, one's about the pilgrims. <laughs> uh, because we have little... Pilgrim. No, no, I meant about, like, fall... Between fall and Thanksgiving decorations. Oh. Like, what's the difference? I, I there's mean, a huge difference between that and Christmas. Are you joking? Well, that's what the I color schemes are completely different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I thought you were asking. I was like, uh... <laughs> well, I could list a few things, but... No, I meant, like... I mean, obviously, okay. there's different between, like, Halloween and Thanksgiving, but, I mean, like, fall yeah. in general, well, I feel fall, like. like... We'll keep our, like, pumpkin... Not our pumpkins, but we'll keep our, like, pumpkin decor, like, mm-hmm. little statues and stuff, but then we'll put up the pilgrims and the turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that. Halloween is this weekend. We dressed up this past week. Mm-hmm. Almost pointless, but, I mean, at least we got some cute pictures. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. You know. I was fun. Cupid, and you were Belle. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Apparently, I was Minnie Mouse. Yeah, she was what Snow White. I was Snow White. And, and some honestly, people said Belle, and some people said Minnie Mouse. Belle, I understand. Minnie Mouse, absolutely not. Doesn't no, make any sense. Minnie Mouse literally is black and pink mm-hmm. with mouse ears. Did you she even wear a bow? I don't know. You were yellow and blue with a bow. So, not a red. Like, yeah, no correlation whatsoever. I could... Okay, she does wear, okay, I guess. Okay, yeah, but not, that's not the kind of bow you had on. No. Okay, it's there just, is some red, she, there isn't her red. She isn't red sometimes. But Depends I feel like. Depends on what year you look at Minnie, because now she's pink. Mm-hmm. I guess when she was first made, she was red. But, I don't know. I still think it was pretty clear. I think Maybe mine not was not clear, no but. But yeah. it was pretty clear that I was not Minnie. Yeah, yeah. Definitely I, I got Belle because we thought I was, like, I kept you saying You even said Belle. you were Belle, and I was like, wait, we're Belle? And no, we're not? Yep, Snow White? Yeah, okay, I kept you. saying Belle, but I was, in fact, Snow White. And then one of our friends said Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> Way off! <laughs> 
I mean, I got that one a little bit more because, like, you had the yellow and the red, but I was like, I mean, but where'd the blue come from? There's no There's blue no. when Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Absolutely not. We just thought I was running out of resources. I don't know, but regardless, we dressed up. Mm-hmm. Our night got cut in, got cut short, but that's fine, I guess. Got cut short, but we were still out till 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> were we really? We... What time did we get back? We didn't leave until 2.30. After 2.30. What didn't... Well, didn't we leave the first place at 11.30? Yeah. Okay, so we pro- we were not there for two and a half hours. Between going to Gabe's and staying here for how long we oh, did? Oh, 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 We didn't leave here until okay. 2.30. Yeah, okay. Got and you. Yeah. So it was at least like an hour drive, so. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots of driving. Lots of confusion <laughs> and irritation almost. <laughs> But anyways, um, so yeah, so this weekend we're going as the devil and angel. I'm going to be the devil. And I'm angel. Yeah. I'm kind of excited. I mean, I don't think we have anything too extravagant No, planned. I'm more excited for the Lilo and Stitch. Do you think we'll be able to go out on Friday? I don't know. We could try. Regardless, I really want to be Lilo and Stitch because I think it'd be adorable. Yeah. I just feel like I'm going to be chilly. But it's okay. You're gonna be chilly no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I really wasn't chilly. I was not cold at all. But when we went outside, yeah, I, did. I was booking it to the car. And then that dude started walking beside me, asking me all these questions. And I was like, sir, I'm not slowing down to speak to you. I'm damn near speeding up. <laughs> I gotta get to my car. <laughs> like, start running. <laughs> With the arms. <laughs> like a movie. Oh, yeah, gosh. I don't know. It's definitely getting freezing here in northern Indiana. Um, yeah. it's, it's been rainy for the past couple of days and it just makes it colder. I just like, my ideal temperature is like 65. Okay. So like not chilly, and but not hot. Yeah. Like I want to be able to walk outside with a sweatshirt and leggings and just, just stroll. Mm-hmm. Just be okay. And like when the sun is out, so it's warm when you're in the sun. I like yeah, that like type of thing. 65 is a good temperature where like you can wear whatever and you'll most likely be okay. Yeah. Like, if you're running to the store and you're in shorts and a t-shirt, you're going to be a little chilly, but you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. If you're, you're not going to be hot, though, wearing a sweatshirt and leggings. Yeah. But now it's like, I have to check the temperature, wear the appropriate clothes. No, I was like, I should have busted out my hats. I'm wearing a hat right now. Yeah. It's so cold and just the rain and it just makes it worse and, yeah, I don't it know. It just went straight from summer <laughs> to winter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There was not good fall. I mean, there were, we had like two weeks of good fall weather. I guess, yeah. But no. But it was the, kind of disturbed by a lot of rain yeah. and random 70 degree days. Yes, because there were some days where I was wearing a sweater and it was like 75 and I'm like, I'm not accepting yeah. that it's summer still. We <laughs> fall. We in the fall. It's sweater weather. But. And it's daylight savings this weekend. On Saturday? Uh, I don't remember which day. Oh, freak. That means we lose an hour? No, no, we gain an hour. But we lose an hour of light in the afternoon. So oh, like, yeah. So it'll be freaking dark at, like, 4.30? Yeah, like, close to, like, to 5, 5.30-ish. And then, because right now it's getting dark by, like, 6.15, 6.30. It'll switch to getting dark at, like, 5.30. But it'll, the sun will rise earlier, which <laughs> doesn't help me in any way, no. shape, or form. No, not me. No, not, no. <laughs> me neither. This means I need to keep my blinds closed. <laughs> but... Yeah, literally what? This is insane. So we'll be gaining an hour of sleep, which is nice, but... I don't think we're going to be gaining sleep, Eddie. <laughs> Either <laughs> nights, Friday or Saturday, but... Well, 
we can be hopeful. Because that doesn't it do it. It goes from like 12 to what? To 1? November 1st. So, is oh, it Sunday? Oh, Sunday night. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's Sunday night. So okay, so nice. we will gain some sleep. Yeah, we'll gain some sleep from Monday. Have a fresh start to the week. <laughs> Perfect. Because it happens at 2 a.m. Oh, so is it technically Saturday? Wait. <laughs> it's 2 a.m. on November 1st. <laughs> so, so that's Sunday morning. Right? So, yeah, Saturday night. First. Yeah, so Saturday night. Okay. Well, we're not gaining it. Well, I mean, we'll we might be back by tw- two, two, two Oh, o'clock. gosh, what if we stayed up to, like, watch the clocks change? <laughs> <laughs> I can't watch the clocks change. As if, like, I don't have to manually reset them. <laughs> I mean, my phone will obviously change, but, like, that clock, I'm going to have to manually reset oh. my car. I don't have it. Oh, the car. Honestly, honestly. I just, like, wait for March. <laughs> Let, last year, back last year I did that. I didn't change it at all. I'm just like, ooh, we an hour. Is it late? What? Early. If it goes back an hour. That means we're an hour early. Late? Yeah. Because it'll go from 2 a.m. to 1 a.m. So early. Yeah. Because if you were supposed to be somewhere at 5. It would only be your 4. Your clock would show 4. Or it would show for. Okay, great. Glad. Glad we got that established. For the last spooky episode, we're just going to do... Do you only have one story? I have one story mm-hmm. that I heard from My Favorite Murder a couple um, months ago. And it kind of stuck with me, which is why I wanted to do it. Just because it's kind of, like, memorable. But um, do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? So, don't make fun of me because these people's names are kind of hard to fucking... Just read first names then. Unless okay. they make, unless you need, because like for mine, I need last names, but if you don't need last okay. names, just read first names. Okay, well, first off, let me show you his picture. This is the man, and that's his, the love of his life. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so. It's the glasses for me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the elf ears for me. <laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah, he's very, um elderly man yeah it's a and like has this small kind of like harry potter glasses Mm -hmm. almost he looks very um like almost like educated but in a creepy way if that makes sense you know he reminds me of like a very early scientist like darwin yep darwin (laughs) bring it back to dars okay that was stupid i don't know why i said that (laughs) okay to German immigrant Carl Tanzler, the ideal woman was literally heaven sent. He claimed that when he was a child, his late ancestor, Anna Constantia, told you, um, appeared to him in a vision revealing to him the face of his one true love. Tanzler, that's his last name, so, I mean, that's not hard to say. The girl's hard. It's, yeah. it's confusing. Just say Anna um, then, isn't that her first name? Nope. That's the woman who appeared to him in a dream. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, um, his late ancestor, so his, so a woman in his family appeared to him in, in a dream and showed him a picture of his true love. Okay. Okay, so that's what happened. Tansler carried the memory of that lovely woman to his adult life. Even after getting married and fathering two children, he never let go of the dream that what, that his soulmate was still out there waiting to be found. This just shows you how old the story is. Then, in 1930... Oh, yeah. When... Darwin. 
Yeah, Darwin. <laughs> when Carl was working as a radiologist at the U.S. Marine Hospital in Key West, Florida, he met patient Maria Elena Milargaro de Hoyos. Just say Maria. Yeah, Maria <laughs> is her name. Okay. Yes. <laughs> a Cuban-American woman whose dark hair and lovely features matched those of the woman in his dreams, and he instantly became obsessed with her. After learning that Maria had been diagnosed with tuberculosis long before a vaccine had been developed, Tansler, Tansler tried everything in his power to cure her, all the while showering her with gifts and declaring his undying love. Imagine your doctor just, like, doing that to you. I'd be really creeped out nowadays, but maybe it was normal back then. I don't know. Um, sadly, Maria... Well, nowadays it would be a conflict of interest. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You can't love the person, your patient. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you can, but I don't know. Like, you might do it, like, in your own head. But yeah, you can't. can show it because then they're like, well, um, I need a new doc. You can't make a reasonable decision if you're in love with the person. Uh, yeah. That's what okay. they say. Yeah. Sadly, Maria died of the disease and was buried in an above-ground mausoleum in Key West. Tansler had paid for her funeral and visited her monument regularly. It's uncertain exactly what finally pushed Carl over the edge, but apparently he became, became, became to hear Maria's voice calling to him from the stone grave, asking him to free her from her stone prison. So on the night of 1933, so he was visiting her grave for three-ish years, like oh, constantly. Wow. Um, so on the night of 1933, he removed her body from the mausoleum loaded it into a child's red wagon, and carted it back home, where his obsession became stronger. Okay, can you imagine seeing someone wagoning a body, a decomposed That's illegal, body? That's right? Yeah. To remove someone from a gravesite? Now. From okay. their resting place? Yeah. So, you, I think it, it goes into that, I think, at the end. Okay. Um, using coat hanger wire, he fitted her skeleton <sighs> back together put glass eyes in her eye sockets, replaced her rotten skin with wax-coated fabric and plaster, stuffed the body cavities with rags, and topped it off with a wig made from her own hair. The finished product was dressed in Maria's clothing and placed on Carl's bed. Seven years later... Do you sleep with her every night or something? Uh, I mean... Because if it's in his bed... I mean, yeah. Like, he slept next to her, and in here it says that it was never confirmed that he actually did anything. did anything to her body, but what the freak? But okay, still like sleeping next to a dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just how obsessed with he yeah, with her he, he was. Which Why is... can't a man be that obsessed with me? <laughs> Stuffs your dead body, <laughs> makes your hair into can't a wig. Go a day without me. Um, seven years later. Word began to spread that Carl was sleeping with the corpse of his lost love, and he was arrested and charged with desecration of the gravesite. Uh, it's a class H felony without authorization of law or the consent of the surviving spouse or next of kin of the deceased to knowingly and willfully disturb, destroy, remove, vandalize, or desecrate any human remains that have been interned in a cemetery. Perfect. So. Okay. However, the crime itself had passed the statute of limitations at the time. So, I think back then, like, you could get away. It wasn't, like, it wasn't as, like, It might strict. not have been a felony. Yeah, then. yeah, yeah. 
Um, and his case was dismissed. There was no conclusive evidence at the time that Carl had sexual relations with Maria's corpse, but later examination suggested that it was possible, Hmm. which I don't understand the, um, fascination there. Um, the bizarre story of Carl and his corpse bride became a popular legend among residents of Key West. And Maria's crudely preserved body was briefly kept on display at a local funeral home where thousands of locals came to visit it before it finally returned to the proper resting place. So they put her body on display after he had it for seven years he had it in his home. I mean, he obviously kept it well. Well, yeah, well, he was also a doctor, so I think he... in the podcast that I listened to about the story, they kind of went, this article didn't go into it, but they went into how, like, how he cleaned it and mm-hmm. that he knew, like, what to do with the body in order to, like, kind of stop the decom. Yeah, I mean, stuffing of rats obviously would help. Yeah, is, yeah. I just, <sighs> did hmm. he surgically do that? I don't. Like, did he cut her up and put it with think and sew it back I shut? I think so. Because if that, ha- like, your body can't heal the stitches then. Yeah. So she just would have been all... But then he uh. covered her with plaster and, okay. like, clay so maybe. to, like, preserve the skin. At I that point, just freaking make a replica Exactly, of her. yep. Carl, still longing for his lost love, used a used a forensic death mask of Maria as the basis for a life-size dummy, which he kept in his bed until he died. In July of 1952, some accounts of Tansler's death claim his body was actually found in the arms of the dummy, but that may just be a rumor or wishful thinking by romantics with darker sense of humor. Um, so basically... So they were never actually together. No, no. So he, he was her doctor was just when... obsessed. Yep. Well, because he... Apparently, um, he... Because I think he was married. Because he had two kids. I think he was married when he met her. He had two kids. But it, it said that he still longed for the woman that he saw in his dreams. And then when he saw her, he was like, oh, shoot. This woman looks like the woman. Like, my this dreams. is the love of my life. But clearly he was crazy because he 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 said that he heard her asking him to take her out of her cement prison. What in while she, like it? Well, I guess we shouldn't call him crazy. Distraught. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he. I mean, who knows what he was hearing? Yeah. But yeah, that I can't imagine. But like, even I mean, your mind could play tricks on you, though. Yeah, yeah. Like that's he true. could have really been hearing it, even like if it was only his mind causing yeah. him to hear it. You yeah, know what I mean? like, that's yeah. just so crazy. Because some, I mean, I guess it's true. How, how can you def- decipher? Like, what's From real and what's not. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. That's just insane. But I feel like if I were to hear something, like, I'd be running to my car. I'd be like, I'm going home. <laughs> room, room. Um, but what's crazy is that in the podcast that I listened to, they said, I don't know if it's, like, proven because it wasn't in this article, but that he, um, there were, when people would walk by, they would see him, like, dancing in the living room with her. Like, they could see him uh, through the window. That's insane. You'd think he would have gotten caught before seven years then. I, yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's seven how we years. Did get seven. Yeah, seven years. He had a dead body in his bed that he. I don't know. Like imagine going to work as a doctor, and then coming home to a dead person in your. Exactly. Like that's just so strange. Like you spent work all day trying to save people's lives, and then every night you come home to a dead person. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's insane, but I mean that wasn't like a scary story, but it's just like a weird like. Yeah, mine's can not you imagine? Scary, but mine's just like that. Yeah. Was, get it into in it. The, <laughs> Let's it get in into same, it. Like, I'm sorry. I feel like I keep cutting you off. <laughs> okay, go. Just say the same fucking thing. <laughs> Fifth time's a charm. Go. Okay. So it was in the same like time frame. Yeah, mm-hmm. that yours kind of was maybe a little bit before. Wow, before 1930? Yeah, it was 1912. Oh, snow. Yeah, so it's a really old story, and, like, it makes it more realistic that, like, this... Because this would not happen in today's age, but Mm -hmm. I could see, like... It's still crazy regardless of when it was, but it's more believable when you know that it was August 23rd, 1912. Okay. So, um, on that day, Percy and Lessie Dunbar took their oldest child, Robert Clarence Dunbar, also known as Bobby, on a fishing trip in Louisiana. Bobby disappeared without a trace before lunchtime on that fishing trip. And convinced... Now, I looked up other articles, and some people say that, like, he was swinging and he could have, like, fallen off into the river or he could have fallen off or who knows, like... But some people were saying, like, it was kind of unlikely that he just had gotten kidnapped. But Mm -hmm. that's the story they ran with. So, the parents were convinced that he had been kidnapped. And they started a nationwide search and offered a $6,000 reward for his return. No questions asked. They had postcards of Bobby and his physical description printed up and distributed far and wide. And it says he has large, round blue eyes, hair is light but turning dark, complexion was very fair with rosy cheeks, well-developed, stout but not very fat, big toe on left, badly scarred from burned when a baby. And that's important. The foot that's badly scarred when he was a baby. I wonder so, how he burned his toe when he was a baby. I don't know. I feel like that has no, no correlation, but I, I've never seen a baby with their toe burned. But, I mean, babies are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, eight months into the massive rescue operation, word of Eight the, months? Mm-hmm. Of oh, him my being God. Missing. Yeah. Um, word of a young boy matching Bobby's description reached the authorities. He had been found in Mississippi safe and sound. The boy in question was traveling with a man named William Walters, who was a laborer specializing in piano and organ tuning and repairing. Walters explained to the police that... Charles Bruce Anderson, the boy in question, was the son of his brother and Julia Anderson. Now, Julia Anderson was a maid of the family. So, it was the family maid, his brother, and the family maid had a son. Okay. And that's who he was saying was with him. According to the man, Anderson, the maid, had granted him custody of the child for a few days while on his trip to visit his relatives in Mississippi. And despite his claims of innocence, Walters was arrested on the grounds of kidnapping and taken to stand trial. The authorities alerted the Dunbars, who promptly traveled to Mississippi to identify the boy, 
and after eight long months, Bobby would be returned to his parents. According to several press accounts, the Dunbars were initially unsure that the boy they were presented with was actually their son. And Wait, upon- so so it looked like him, but they didn't know if it was actually they him? They weren't sure. They were like... How they- do you not know? She said, the mom said, I don't know, I'm not sure. The boy, in return, reported reportedly started crying, seemingly afraid of the Dunbars. I mean, if you think about it, he'd be gone for eight months, and he's so young. So, I, there's a lot of growing up that does. Okay, that's like, true. really fast. In eight months, that's like... How old did he, they say he was, did it say? I want to say four. Oh, okay. But I could okay, be so really, yeah. really wrong. I mean, that's him. Okay, so he was young. Yeah, so he was, I, I think four is too old. I don't know where I got that number. But anyways, um, so they were like a little unsure, and later on, when he met his younger brother, Alonzo, press accounts reported there was no reaction from either of the kids upon seeing each other. So the following day, Lessie had the chance to bathe the boy. Upon seemingly recognizing his moles and scars, but overlooking the missing burn on his foot, she claimed absolute certainty that the child was her son. And with that, on April 25th, 1913, the Dunbars took the boy back to Louisiana, where there was a parade, brass bands, and a big party for all well-wishers on the courthouse square to celebrate Bobby's return. So basically, she, when she t- gave him a bath, she recognized the birthmarks mm-hmm. all along his body that apparently Bobby had had as well. After arrangements were made by a New Orleans newspaper, Julia Anderson arrived in Louisiana on May 1st to attest to Walter's innocence and back up his version of the story. Just like the Dunbars, she had trouble identifying the child as her son, Bruce. The boy, on the other hand, who suddenly found himself in a spacious house filled with toys and a pony, appeared distant and detached from Anderson. So, the following day, Julia Anderson was permitted to undress the boy, just like Leslie Dunbar had. Upon closer examination, Julia expressed certainty that he was her son, Bruce, and attempted to leave with him. So, by this time... Word had already spread that she had failed to recognize the boy the day before, so her claims were deemed invalid. On top of that, newspapers were questioning her moral character as she was an unmarried mother, a status most people frowned upon in the early 20th century. That's insane. So literally, this kid, okay, they have this kid. The Dunbar mom says she's not sure, and then the next day bathes him, and it's like, oh yeah, it's him. Then this, the maid says, I'm not sure if that's Bruce, undresses him, and was like, yes, that's my son. But she wasn't believed because of her uncertainty the first day, but the other mom was. So they got switched? Well, I'm getting to that. Okay. Wait, so two boys went missing? No. One boy went missing. Bobby went missing. Okay. Someone reported Bruce as the missing child. So oh. the police took him okay, got and it, got gave it, got him it. to the other family. Yep, yep. And then she's trying to fight for him back. Okay. So unable to pay for a lawyer to legally fight for the boy in court, Julia returned to North Carolina but soon came back in a second attempt to get Walters out of custody and reclaim the boy as her son. So this time she was accompanied by other residents of Mississippi who declared to know Walters well and have seen the boy in their town before Bobby's disappearance, ruling out any possibility that he was the Dunbar's son. Mm-hmm. 
Despite these witnesses' accounts, the court ruled in favor of Lessie and Percy Dunbar. From the moment on, the boy found in Mississippi was legally recognized and lived the rest of his life as Robert Clarence Dunbar. When it wasn't actually. Would you... St- oh, sorry. Like, why? <laughs> well, hear my story. <laughs> okay, let me jump. Oh, can I say it now? Can I say it now? I'm just drawing my conclusions. Well, yeah, but... I mean, that's obviously, like, the whole point of the story, mm-hmm. but it's like, there's more. So, following a widely reported two-week trial, Walters was found guilty of the kidnapping of Bobby. Oh, my God. And received a life sentence, and after serving two years in prison, his attorney managed to appeal his conviction, giving Walters the right to a new trial, resulting in his release in 1915, and then living in the public disgrace for the rest of his life. He always claimed that he was innocent Mm -hmm. until... The day of his death as he succumbed to blood poisoning on April 7th, 1945. Don't know what blood poisoning is, but it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> so, Julia Anderson returned to North Carolina. She settled down, married, mothered seven children, became a Christian. And according to her descendants, she often talked about Bruce and referred to the Dunbars as the shameless kidnappers of her son. Mm-hmm. Her only solace was knowing that the boy she had ad adamantly claimed to be her child, had been received into a wealthy family where he would enjoy a better life than she could have ever dreamed of offering him. Yeah. But she never saw him again. Not much is known about the details of Bobby's life after the court's resolution, except that he grew to manhood, married a lady named Marjorie Byers, fathered four children, and had a comfortable life. Doubtful about her ancestry, Bobby Dunbar's granddaughter, Margaret started an intense four-year investigation to finally clear up the mystery surrounding her origins. She partnered up with Linda Travers, one of the seven children of Julia Anderson. Okay. So, Bobby, the kid that was Izzy Bobby, Izzy Bruce, Uh his granddaughter, and Julia, the maid that Uh claimed him as Bruce, his daughter. Came together. Yeah, came together and because they found an anonymous letter from a lady identifying herself as the Christian woman. And it was originally sent to the courthouse in defense of Walters and Anderson. Go ahead, let me just read it. So it says, Dear Sir, in view of human justice to Julia Anderson and mothers, I am prompted to write to you. I sincerely believe the Dunbars have Bruce Anderson and not their boy. If this is their child, why are they afraid to anyone see or interview him privately? I would see nothing to fear, and this seems strange. The Dunbars claim that if this had been their own child and he had been gone eight months, do you think his features would have changed? Do you think his features would be so changed that they would not know him only by moles and scars? This is farce. If the Dunbars do not know their child, who has only been gone eight months by his features, why, they don't know him at all. These words convinced Margaret, Bobby's granddaughter, There was a strong possibility that the child found in Mississippi was indeed Bruce Anderson and not Bobby Dunbar after all, and she knew there was only one way to find out. So in 2003, Margaret requested a DNA sample from her father, Bob Dunbar, which would have been Bobby's son. Okay. So Bobby's son gave a DNA sample, and Margaret sent it to the laboratory, and it was examined against another DNA sample provided by... Bobby's brother, Alonzo. The one that, like, they didn't recognize each mm-hmm. other. Yeah, okay. So, the, his younger brother. Okay. 
So it was his son and his brother. Okay. And the test was guaranteed to determine whether the two men were first-degree cousins or not. Yep. The result was conclusive. No match. So beyond any doubt, the boy found in Mississippi in 1913 was not related to anyone in the Dunbar family at all. Most likely, he was Charles Bruce Anderson, the son of Julia Anderson. DNA testing was also conducted to determine if this was true, but the results turned out inconclusive. So, the real identity of the boy may never be confirmed. Because it was conclusive that he was not part of the Dunbars, mm-hmm. but it was inconclusive that, that he was, was part of the Andersons. The Andersons. Okay. So, he's just, who is this kid? He just <laughs> came out of thin air. <laughs> yeah, he just appeared. So, the test results shocked the entire Dunbar family. Some didn't know how Margaret was spearheading an investigation to solve Bobby's case. And the sudden realization that their lineage lineage was based on a huge mistake was a hard pill to swallow for every single one of them. Margaret Dunbar speculated in 2008 that the real Bobby Dunbar most likely fell into the lake, drowned, and his remains devoured by alligators. Some other journalists theorized that the Dunbars either accidentally or deliberately might have been responsible for their son's disappearance and used the Mississippi boy to cover their crime, which that's kind of freaky to think about. Whichever the case, one more mystery still remains unsolved. Did the boy know the truth? Was he old enough to realize that he had been taken and put in a completely different household? Was he aware that the people who took him were complete strangers? Did he recognize Julia Anderson, or was that the first time he'd ever seen her? And did he have reservations about his identity? Bob Dunbar Jr., his son, recalls a conversation he had with his father, the man known as Bobby, in 1954, in which he asks him how he knew he was really Bobby and not someone else. And his father looked at him and gave him a rather cryptic answer. I know who I am, and I know who you are, and nothing else makes a difference. It seemed he was more concerned about the content of his character than he was of his ancestry. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was tired of pondering the same matter every day of his life, a mystery he would never be able to clear up. Here's the thing. I feel like, like, let's say, like, God forbid this ever happened, but, like, let's say, like, Abigail had to go somewhere for a few months, like, eight months. I, uh, she would be running back to her parents. Like, you... I feel like there'd be a clear distinction that, like, they knew who... There would not be any confusion of anything. You know what I mean? But he denied both families. When put in front of the Dunbars, he cried. He pretended like he didn't know Anderson. This kid didn't know what he wanted. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm still deciding. Well, they're saying what they think happened was he was put in front of the Dunbars, mm-hmm. and he was like, no, these aren't my parents, so he was like, you know, kind of crying and uh, yeah. appeared scared of them, but then they gave him toys, love, affection, yep. food, a pony, so when they tried to bring back his mom, let's say he did somehow remember his mm-hmm. old life, he's like, oh, hell, I ain't going back, I, I ain't going this pony. <laughs> I'm taking this pony with me regardless, <laughs> so that's what they're saying could have happened. That's insane. Because I don't... So, they don't even know, like, what happened to the other boy? Because clearly that's not Bobby. That is not Bobby. That ain't Bobby. No, it, there's no way it could be. Like, the DNA test shows that it is clearly not Bobby. And don't you think that the first thing you would check would be the toe? It's, if you knew. Yeah. That there's, you think the scar's just gonna... I mean, heal up? 
I, don't I mean, know. I guess it probably could have, but like, if it w- was a distinctive scar from quite a while, I highly doubt it. So he was four when he disappeared. So you would think if he got the scar as a baby, it wouldn't have just gone away in eight months. And I feel like by the time you're four, eight months doesn't make like a huge. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, a baby compared to an eight-month baby or, yeah, or eight months to 16 months, like, yeah. that's Completely insane. Different. But I feel like after, at four years old, mm-hmm. it's... Because I feel that's like... that's, like, kindergarten, like, the pre-K. Yeah. I feel like even with Abigail within the last year, like, her features really haven't changed that much. She's just gotten taller. Yeah. Because even the kids that I nanny, mm-hmm. he's four. Or yeah. he just turned five, but he was Well, she four. just turned four, yeah. so... And I've... Like, obviously recognized him every time I've gone. Like, there hasn't been, like, some huge change. And I've gone months without seeing him. But don't you think if you were the one that was taken and, like, with his response to his son and the conversation, like, I know who I am and I know who you're, wouldn't you, like, still be, like, interested in maybe who, whose place you took? Like, where is this other man now? Yeah. That's just crazy. Like, actually freaking crazy to me. Because I'm like, sure that's, ha- like, I don't know, maybe it hasn't happened before, but I feel like normally it's an easy identification, mm-hmm. and they get sent back, or, like, something, yeah. but... But also, like, back then they didn't have, like, um, the genetics, like, the, what is it called, like, the identity, what is it called? They had DNA tests. Yeah, but, like, that was when, he- that was his granddaughter, so that was years down the I line. Mean, yeah, but... I don't know. Did they not do fingerprints on the birth certificates? Did they not? Well, I know in my story last week, it was like 1980. Oh, yeah. It, that started. was the first time that they had ever did a fingerprint. Well, like, that was in a database, though. Not necessarily yeah. on the birth certificate. I guess that's true. So, I don't really know. When I don't know the years and stuff. But all I'm saying is you would think that yeah. a parent would know. Yeah. And that's why... And with any sort of doubt... Like, if you had any type of doubt, don't you think you would, like, just question that forever? Yeah, because... Like, is... I don't know. I... Because even the parent was like, I'm unsure, and they didn't check the toe. So, that's why, like, the conspiracy that they might have done something Mm -hmm. to their son, whether it was an accident, like, maybe he did fall off, and they just, like, let him drive. I don't know. Maybe they couldn't save him, like, whatever, and they just wanted that replacement child. Like, I don't know. Maybe that was easier for them to grapple with. Yeah. But... Like, pretend it didn't happen almost. Yeah, exactly. And, like, finding a kid that they... Even... That would like, be... That, that like would him. be god-awful. I can't imagine anybody feeling okay with that. Like, yeah. oh, this is our replacement. Fuck the first one. <laughs> like, that'd be god-awful. But that's insane. Wow. But, yeah, that, that definitely would not happen now. Definitely not. Have you ever seen the show, um... Actually, there's two shows. So, Switched at Birth, that was good. Switched at Birth? Yeah, it's, like, these two girls were born on the same day, and, like, each girl went home with the wrong kid. Like, each lady went home with each other's child, and then Mm. they find out, like... I've never seen that, no. Okay, that one was pretty good, and then I'm trying to remember... Finding Carter. Finding... I've heard of it. It was such a good show. Kind of upset that they took it away. Like, it just didn't get, like, Like, it was a series? Yeah. And I used to watch it every week. It was about this girl named Carter who had been kidnapped when she was very, very young and grew up, and this mom just raised her as her own. Mm-hmm. And then she gets arrested, and...
and Carter does. Yeah, and they hold her in the station, and they say like they have to call her mom and stuff. But then they look up into the records and see that like this is the girl that is missing, has been missing for like fourteen years. Mm-hmm. She was kidnapped when she was two, and this was like sixteen, and and then she ends up getting like the mom that kidnapped her has to flee because she doesn't want to be arrested and she like finds like all these different like burner phones to call carter and carter wants to still live with her even though that's who kidnapped her it's like that's who she's lived with for 14 years and like they're trying to put her in her actual family's house and she just like is not there for it because it's like she has to like basically re-meet all of her siblings yeah. and parents. I mean even though it's like you're you're actually related to them I feel like it would still be hard to like for for Leave one what you what you knew yeah for so and long. for one not and then find out that oh this isn't my real mother yeah that'd be really hard and then go have to meet your real family it's just like you you'd feel like an outsider even though like you're yeah, related and they were like super close like it was like a mother-daughter relationship that was like very mm-hmm. very tight they were like each other's best friends or whatever and um, and then... Is that based on a true story? I don't think so. Oh, okay. But, like, then when she talks to her, like, biological parents and stuff, kind of like, you know when you have a substitute teacher and you're like, my teacher does it this way. Yeah. Or she does it like this. Like, that's what she would do. She'd be yeah. like, well, my mom, and then she'd be like, she's not your mom, she's your kidnapper. Yeah. Like, that's just so insane to me. And and then like like you you birth the child and she gets stolen and then when you finally like get her back she's like not satisfied like with the way you live or whatever like kind of like how she, how you were saying that well this is not how my mom did it and it's like she's she ain't your mom I'm your mom I gave birth to you that'd be crazy I can't imagine yeah I'm definitely glad I've lived the way I've lived. Because I can't imagine, like, getting kidnapped or, like, oh ever gosh. having anything, like, crazy. Knock on wood. It oh, it ended happen. up being, like, the mom's best friend. What? She didn't even know? I guess not. Like, because, well, they didn't, like, stay friends. Oh, okay. But, yeah. What? That's insane. It was, like, a close friend from her younger years. What? That's so gross, almost. Like, yeah. I can never imagine, like, oh, I want your child. <laughs> well, because I think it was, like... I could be completely screwing up the storyline, but I want to say it was, like, I couldn't, like, she couldn't have kids, and then you had twins or something like that. Yeah. She's like, how is that fair? Like, uh. (laughs) That's how my body functioned. What you mean? (laughs) I didn't do this. If you would have asked, I would have gave you one. (laughs) Or even, like, um. But, yeah, like, sur- it was a surrogate or something. Like, she yeah. could have figured... I mean, I guess back then, maybe, depending... Oh, I guess it's a TV show, but, like... Yeah, that you was know a what TV I mean. show, but, but um, back in 1912... Now, you, like, if you can't have children, that's it's sad, but you have so many options... Oh, for sure. ...to be able to have a biological child, so... That's crazy. Spooky season's over. Yeah, we're not really... Officially... We really end it with, like, spooky... No, we kind of started it off, like, more spooky, creepy... Yeah. And now we're just transitioning into just, I, I don't know. More like mysteries. Yeah. Just but like, mine really wasn't a mystery. It was just kind of weird. Same with, both of them are just like weird, like hard to wrap your head around. Like yeah. this actually happened. Yeah. There's some interesting. <laughs> I was like, unique, <laughs> unique people out there. That's for sure. Gotta watch out for them. 
now you can look forward to all the holiday episodes that we're going to be having. Are we going to have any? I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> Some type of something. I know we definitely got to scratch our brains for some new ideas, but low-key, I'm kind of glad because I've had it up to here with reading spooky stories. <laughs> I've had it up to here. <laughs> with reading spooky stories all night to try to find one to read to y'all. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you better be listening and paying attention because <laughs> this was... Take notes. <laughs> yeah. This was hard work. Just kidding. <laughs> Not really, but... Like Google? <laughs> yes. I literally Googled guy who had stuffed doll and it came up oh really <laughs> or it's not stuffed dolls something stuffed women or something something dumb i just typed it in and i was like okay there it is i make sure this is what i'm looking for yeah i just wanted something to do with kidnapping so i looked up the registry of missing children and <laughs> there's a registry of missing children i guess that makes sense yeah yeah because yeah. Like even like yeah how many did it say how many there are um, well, if you think about, it includes all, like, this person. Okay. He, like, since he was never really found, he's still in the database. Yeah. No one's looking for him anymore, because it's been how many years? Yeah. Like, the hundred years. But, yeah, so, I don't think, I mean, maybe there's a number, but it's just, like, goes all the way back. That's insane. So there might be, like, there's probably categories of, like, open cases and closed, mm-hmm. or yeah unsolved cases well i didn't really realize how often people get kidnapped until i went to walmart and looked at the wall and i was like okay there's like 30 people up here from our area i mean sometimes they're from different states but i was like okay maybe i should um carry some pepper spray on me i know it's crazy i mean i have a little taser but i don't i feel like i don't hear about them enough for there yeah that many that's what's so freaky Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel like we live in that big of an area but yeah. Maybe, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of it, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we. I feel like we live in one of the bigger towns. Like, there are definitely way smaller towns oh, than what we live for in. for sure. So, I mean, we're, like, St. Joseph County. Especially being a college town. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's not end on a depressing note. Uh, <laughs> let's do one thing we're looking forward to for the holidays or something. Okay. I have nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um... Okay, well, okay, I'm looking forward to a break in the semester since we haven't had any breaks oh so far. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, I'm, lo- I'm not looking forward to the snow, but I, I just like the feel of Thanksgiving, Christmas time. I feel like it's just like, almost like an intimate feeling, if that right, makes right, sense. Right. You just feel closer to everyone. Yeah, so, that's, I, I, those are mine too. Do you got one? For sure, school. For sure. Yeah. I'm so burnt out right now. Like, I need Thanksgiving break. Mm-hmm. Lord, have mercy. I feel like I'm still going to have assignments over Thanksgiving break. Oh, I am. Because I have stuff that's all due in December, and I know myself. I'm not going to just be yeah. like, okay, we got off. Like, I'm going to be like, all right, let's get this. Whereas I'm like, okay, oh, are we, oh, we're going off in a week. Okay, I'm taking this week and <laughs> next, next week, week and then possibly the next week. <laughs> I'll let you know. I'll send you my schedule. I'll send you my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to work with my schedule. You you already set the assignments up. Nope. No, no ma'am. That doesn't work for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just looking forward to like being able to watch TV again. 
<laughs> I watch TV every single night before I go to bed. I have not watched TV in about three weeks now, so I'm just like, I just want to like binge a yeah. Netflix show and just not chill. and read a book mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with school. Like mm-hmm. I want to read a crappy romance novel and go to bed. I'm so sick of reading about history. I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Um, yeah and then the semester is going to be over a couple weeks after that so thank god but and then we can look forward to 2021 which is hopefully better than 2020 2020. i feel like it doesn't have very high standards to live up to it's just yeah and if it keeps getting worse i the world might just end at that point if we really do get any worse or if we have another really prefer it to not but We'll see. We'll see how the next couple months go. Glad we could end this on a happy note. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lisa, let's end it on a happy note. We're like, oh. <laughs> Our standards for next year are very low. But, okay. Um, you can follow us standards on... Standards low, expectations high. What? Standards low, expectations high. Okay, you can follow us on Instagram at Simply Marie Podcast. My Instagram is Kaylee underscore pretty. Alexis's Alexis is Rems. Alexis Rems. Um, yeah. So the holidays are coming now, officially. And I guess we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye! Bye. <laughs>